Hello? Can I ask you a question? Why are you gay? Her. LGBT. I know that's right. Her. <laughs> Wrong answer, forehead. Lizard! Not another one? What is this? Bitch! We're in a different era. It's about to go down. Where you are right now? Black people be. Her. You are. Black people purr. Yeah, it's funny game. Bitch, let's go! Hey, I'm Be the Half, and welcome to this month's episode of the Halftime Show with. It's an audio game interview where cool people talk to me, and I talk to cool people back. My guest today is local chef and conspiracy theorist Safat. Safat is the owner and opera. Fuck a plane. I've never heard that phrase before. Fuck a plane. There's a plane flying in the background, so I have oh. to look <laughs> I thought you like misspoke again and was using that as no. a way to explain frustration. No, no. Okay, no. got it. Got it, got it. <laughs> okay. I think it's gone. I'm gonna start okay. saying that though. Fuck a plane. Fuck a plane. <laughs> Safat is the owner and operator of Marwa's Baltimore, the city's go-to spot for North African and Middle Eastern culinary experiences. Rooted in local community and culture, Marwa's Baltimore has served not only as a hearty meal, but as a vehicle for communication. I've personally known Safat since 2020, and not only is she an amazing chef, but a wonderful friend, inquisitive mind, and force to be reckoned with. Welcome to the show, Chef Safat. Welcome to the show, Chef Safat. Hi! Thanks for Hi. having me. Of course, always. Happy to be here. And also Happy thanks for all the wonderful things you said. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, Yeah, no worries. Um, while I was writing like the whole show outline, I kept thinking about that time um, that we were at your place like in the middle of the pandemic um, watching that really shitty lesbian reality show. I forget what it was called. I don't know what it was called but, either, but it was on YouTube and it was like... Yeah, and it was like a flavor of love, like, but... Yes. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah. But also enticing and hard to not watch. Yeah. I believe we watched the entire thing. In one sitting, I think, honestly. Yeah. I I feel like that's very us. Um, Have you watched anything else good recently? I have watched... I just rewatched all of Avatar. I love Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. I just, I really love it. Also love Legend of Korra. I know people don't mm-hmm. like it, but I love it. And I think it's even better because it's gay. And I feel yeah. like no one really, like, includes that. And also, because I loved it so much when I originally watched it, I bought the comics Ooh. that, like, pick up the show after the show horror. ends. <laughs> I got, yeah, Lisa, I got the comics. And the comics are even gayer, which is even wow. better. But I really love, I love the comics. I love, I love the Avatar series. I've watched Mm -hmm. that. I've been watching Tuca and Birdie. I just rewatched all of The Good Place. Mm. I've just, I rewatched all of Girlfriends. I've been in a rewatch mood. Mm, Yeah. So you are the demographic for like Hollywood when they're like, yeah, we're going to bring back a show and remake it. Like that's. Only if they do it right. Like I love the original Charmed, but the mm-hmm. new Charmed is terrible. I love mm-hmm. the original L Word, but the new mm-hmm. L Word is terrible. Like, don't even get me started. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 
I like the originals, but I feel like if you're going to pick it up, like, mm-hmm. it's got to be the way it was before. Like, if right. they pick up Avatar and it's bad, I'm going to be so mad. Like, because you just I don't just even know how they it. could pick it up because, like, it had a perfect ending. Leave it alone. It did have a good ending, but also I want more. Fair. But I also, I remember, um, I don't know what, what, what year the movie came out, but they did, like, a live action and it was terrible. I, I refused the to watch it. It was horrible. Don't ever watch it in your life. <laughs> I remember leaving the theater as a child, like, really steaming. Because, one, they made all the characters just, like, white. And then they... I was like, okay. I just... Drag. Yeah. Fuck a plane. I just know... Fuck a plane. Fuck <laughs> a plane. I... All I have heard is that it's really, really bad. So I refuse to watch it. So I'm not... I can't spoil the vision that I have of the series by watching it. It's really high. Yeah, I think... It's not even the same guy who wrote the series who made it. It was, like, some other guy who was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to make a lot of money from this. Yeah, I mean, that's why Legend of Korra ended, I'm pretty sure. It was because, Mm. like, the ending is, like, her and another woman about to kiss. Mm -hmm. And then it ends. And it it was just, like, basically, like, too gay for Nickelodeon at the time, Mm -hmm. I guess. And so they cut the show there but continued the comics. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, no. We can... We can start it again. (laughs) Rewind for the gay youth, please. Please pick it back up. You know we can't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know in pre-show we had like that short chat about the mushroom and fungi uh, show. The, what is it? Fantastic Fungi Mm -hmm. on Netflix. So I like went back and rewatched it. Amazing. Yeah. Like, wow. And it's crazy. Like, I don't, like I've been saying for a really long time, I'm not ready to try the fun guys mm-hmm. but my girlfriend a genius um mm-hmm. is really into plants and has mm-hmm. just been talking about how wonderful they are for so long and mm-hmm. then i watched fantastic fungi and i was like you're absolutely right like you yeah like they are doing some shit down there that i just don't like they're talking to each- the, the little mushrooms are talking <laughs> to each other just like twiddling oh that yeah. was also a part of the show that i was telling you about um Inside job and how there's a character oh. on there and his name is Mike, but he's like, he's literally a mushroom or something. And his full name is, is mycelium. And that's the, the stuff that's underground. And I thought that was really cool. But yeah, yes, I believe in plant medicine and I've learned a lot about it through Christine. When you say uh, your girlfriend wants to try the fungi, you mean like shrooms or like? Oh yeah. You know, like- She's, I mean, maybe this isn't a part of the show, but like, yeah, my girlfriend's really into, um, microdosing oh okay i think that's gonna be huge like it in is the next five years absolutely gonna be huge and like yeah. i definitely see the benefits of it for sure mm-hmm. but a lot of friends like try it and feel like mm-hmm. it does something that is so restorative to their mental health mm-hmm. so i definitely believe in it i haven't found myself ready to try that right. but like mm-hmm. i believe that like that's absolutely a thing that's like yeah possible yeah, I think that was on, like, my predictions for 2020. I think this is the year of, like, microdosing. Like, microdosing really starts getting its lift off. And, like, I think it's going to be, like, coffee. Like, people are going to just, like, have, like, a microdose, like, shop tea. Little shops everywhere. Yep. If we can. They're going to have different packs that, like, oh, this one's going to help you focus. This one's going to help your motivation. This one's going to help, like. I mean, if you think about it, 
there's already stuff like that with mushrooms. Like I took a picture mm-hmm. of something my neighbor had earlier and it was of lion's mane and like mm-hmm. lion's mane is in a psychedelic or psychoactive, but it is still mm-hmm. a mushroom that does help you with focus. And like, mm-hmm. so I feel like there already are those, but none of them mm-hmm. are psychedelics. Right. Yeah. I would be, I've, I've done and ended my psychedelic journey, I think, but I would be interested in non-psychedelic mushrooms. It was a short stint. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel the same way too. Where I'm like, yeah, I'd be interested in something that's like a little more chill. But I also think that with microdosing, you're not even really getting the psycho like portion of it. It's just more so like whatever thing it does to your brain. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Like reconnecting something. I feel like at that point, it's plant medicine and not Mm -hmm. necessarily even um, like a drug. You know? Right. Yeah. Because we like basically like microdose coffee and caffeine all day. And like. I macrodose that. caffeine. <laughs> so I can't. But yes. This is- I'm not there with you. I'm definitely still <laughs> microdosing half a cup. And I'm like, mm, let's put this down. No. Anxiety is shooting. I'm like, I drink a cup of coffee. I'm like, you know, the people who tweet and they're like, oh, I have three beverages at every given time. I'm that person. <laughs> Like, I have a caffeinated beverage, I have uh-huh. like water, and then I have, mm-hmm. like, a miscellaneous, which is, like, okay. a kombucha or, like, a yeah. juice or something I else. I love a kombucha. Yeah. I love a good orange juice. Like, it's got to be, like, mm-hmm. something that's, like, something else. A ginger beer. Yeah. You know? Something. Something else. Yeah, exactly. A smoothie. Something to, to wake up my sense, like, my senses. Mm-hmm. The coffee is just... The illusion of not being tired, but still being tired anyways. And the water is yeah. because I drink so much coffee that I need to or I would die. I, yeah, I need to get on your wave with drinking more water. It's not that I am one of those people who's like, ah, water's nasty. It's just I don't drink anything all day. Um, yeah, no. They say that so. drinking a cup of cold water in the morning is like more energizing than having any caffeine. And I don't believe them, but I, I don't still try. That, I still try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cold water person either. I think it's oh. my parents are from warm climate. So I'm like, Ugh. okay, mine too. But that's criminal B. That's criminal. A nice lukewarm water. Absolutely not. <laughs> It's gotta be cold. Like, it's gotta be, like... That's how you get the most refreshed. My parents I are would... from... My parents are from warm climates, too, and I'm from Florida, and I still... I gotta have... It's gotta oh. have some cubes in it. Like... Oh, wow. I can't drink... Maybe my teeth are bad. I can't drink no ice water. Yeah, you better go to the dentist. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll order a hot, a hot water at a restaurant in the middle of summer, though. I guess the digestive juice is flowing. Might as well just get a tea. But their teas are never good. I always ask for a tea. I end up with the water because everybody just has like, we have Lipton. And I'm like, can you have like a real tea selection? You're not going to the right places. True. That's what the problem is. You know what? You're right. Because I've had like, and I thought about you this weekend um, because I have been like, just eating food because I work on part-time on Saturday. So I like, we'll go out and eat something and like try restaurants in Baltimore I've never tried. Every one of them for the last three weeks has been nasty as shit. Where have you gone? I don't know what I'm doing. Where did you go? I went to this place by Hopkins. It's like that weird place. It has the TVs on it. I don't know what it's called. Amaji or something like that. That place was fucking nasty. I don't the know why I ordered place? ramen. The noodle place? Yeah. I ordered ramen. Kai chicken? 
No, I don't know if that's what it's called. It starts with an A. Okay, then we're thinking of different places. Continue. Yeah. Um, I ordered a ramen from there because they called it Ram Yum. So I'm thinking it's about to be bomb as shit. Why do I get top ramen with a scrambled egg in it? I, I don't even like eggs. <laughs> you got to go for the good ramen. For the good ramen, you got to go to... um. It's by Busboys and Poets, and I think it's called... Like, yeah, yeah that that's where went? I wanted to go, and it was... No, it was closed. <laughs> so that's why we went to... The- that, that place, place is really good. Is really good. It's really good. Okay. And I don't get their their um their ramen like bowls because they're all pork. They're like tonkatsu mm. or whatever like traditional okay. like pork bowls, and I right. don't eat pork, so I always right. just get like a regular noodle bowl, and it is okay. banging. Like okay, even... that's where we were supposed to go on on Saturday, but then we got there at three, and they're closed until five, and I was like, fuck, I'm hungry now. Yeah. I'm typically not the person that's like, like, you know how when some people make top ramen, they either keep mm-hmm. the broth or they get rid of the broth and they keep just the noodle. No, I keep the right. broth. Like, I add some right. stuff to the broth and I keep right. it like yeah. a soup. But yeah. that's the only place where I feel like I'm like, I'm okay without any broth. Like, I can just eat these noodles and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very delicious. Okay. 10 then out of 10. I'll try and get there before 3. You gotta do it. 10 out of 10. My friend was like, oh, this other place has ramen. I'm thinking fucking ramen's gonna be good. I should have just gotten a rice bowl and just moved on with my life, but... Yeah, can't fuck up rice. Yeah, can't fuck up rice. <laughs> um, but I, I value your insight as a chef. And as a chef, I know that you like you wear multiple hats. Um, like you're running a business, you're transitioning into working for yourself, you're doing events, you're doing event planning, you have to cook, like all these different hats. Um, I would love to like hear from someone who wears so many hats in like the food industry world. Um some of the misconceptions you hear about, like when people are like, oh, just run a business, just run an LLC, you know, anybody can be a chef. Let's just, you make plates and sell them. And, you know, like what's the misconceptions before anyone goes and jumps into chef world or like selling plates on Instagram? Um, what's something they should probably know? To be fair, I do feel like anybody can be a chef because mm-hmm. not everybody knows enough about food to know when said person is actually doing their due diligence with that Mm -hmm. food so i feel like you could not know what the fuck you're doing and sell plates and be successful at it and people will eat that shit up just because Mm -hmm. they don't really know what Mm -hmm. it should be like you know what i mean true and that's not even from the food it's from the the cleanliness it's from the the Mm -hmm. like literally every single aspect Right. Like everything, like what temperature do you cook the meat to? Like what, yeah. you know what I mean? Like how do you clean muscles? You know, you got to clean yeah. a muscle. You know how to clean yeah. a muscle? Like motherfuckers don't do that. They don't like, do vein shrimp either. My <laughs> uh, teacher was telling us that I'm in culinary school, uh, but just for fun, not not to take your job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my my teacher was talking about that in one of our classes. She was like, yeah, how many of you don't de vein shrimp? And it's like disgusting. half the class raised their hand. I was like, ah disgusting yeah so like just stuff like that I feel I feel like it's like anybody can do it but I also feel like people think that running your own business is gonna be easy because it's Mm -hmm. yours and while part of that is true like there have been times where I've been like well I work for myself so I'm just not gonna do that or I'm not gonna say that or I don't really care because guess who's the boss me (laughs) so i'm gonna do and say whatever i want to do and say and so that's i feel like the easiest part of it but outside Mm -hmm. of that everything is hard and honestly honestly at the end of the day i feel like 
the only thing that's hard about it is the money. Like, if mm. you don't have the money to start it and you're mm. just kind of pulling it out of your own pocket, then right. you have to make sure that you're handling it in a way where you get it back and then maybe even get a little more so that you can pay yourself for your labor. Because one of the mm. things that I've, like, really had to learn throughout these years is that, okay, say I spent $200 to buy all this product and I mm-hmm. broke even on that $200, I'll take it as a win because at least I right. haven't gone negative. But then right. I sit there and I think about all the labor that I've just put in, not just mm-hmm. making the literal food, but shopping for the food, planning for the food, making the mm-hmm. flyers for the food, advertising right. the food, yeah. prepping the food, cooking the food, setting up the food, getting the food out, closing out all the advertising on the food. Like, hours and hours and hours of labor that when I then look back on it and I'm like, if this were a job where I was working for someone else, I would have gotten paid this amount of money. But right mm-hmm. now, I might as well be in the negative because I just spent mm-hmm. up all this time and my time is valuable. So right. trying to learn how to take that and then like be able to make money out of it because I can't really continue if I don't. And I right. know that like, that's not that's not my goal. Like my goal isn't to make money out of making food, like by any mm-hmm. means. Like destroy capitalism. But also, if I want to be able to make more food, I have mm-hmm. to be able to make some amount of money because mm-hmm. how am I going to pay my bills? Right. As of right now, it's that I have a job that I go to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And like mm-hmm. I'm able to use that money to pay for my my personal life and then whatever's with my business is separate. And like I'm mm-hmm. lucky enough to be able to do that. But at the same time, it's just kind of like it pulls away like you're pulled in so many different directions. And it's just like you really have to learn to balance it all. And I don't know, sometimes I feel like I lose the vision of what I'm trying to do when I get mm-hmm. so entangled in trying to figure out how to turn a profit on the food mm-hmm. because I feel like it really takes away from the energy that I'm trying to put into the food, the love that I'm mm-hmm. trying to put into the food, the communication and the creativity because then I yeah. find myself falling back on recipes that I've made a million times before instead of coming up with a different version. Right. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to yeah. go and have the same thing 20 times. Out of yeah. those 20 times, maybe five times I'm going to get something different. Right. I'm going to get the same thing every once in a while because I, I know it and I love it. And I find that, that um what's the word? Consistency can be key. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, right. like, you still want to be able to experiment and be creative and, I don't know, do new shit. And sometimes I feel like right. that's the thing that honestly gets really tricky for me is mm-hmm. because, like, I can't fully focus because running the business is not just... It's not running just I'm a yeah, running the business not just running the business. Like I'm an accountant, I'm a I'm a I'm a social media manager, I'm a designer, like I just you know What keeps you going? What's the what's the motivation behind keeping going even if you come out, you know, even or as you say negative because you've been putting so much time and effort into it? Just because I love to cook, honestly, that's mm-hmm. what it is. I really just love cooking. I love cooking for people and mm-hmm. because like the end of the day, my goal is to really not work for anybody else, but to work for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really hard to keep doing that for so long. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like at a certain point, something's got to give. But also, right. 
I I feel like I can still see myself growing so much on the everyday that it's just so worth it. Like I've learned so much just through trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Like I can admit that I'm hard headed and I can admit that sometimes I think I know everything and that's probably just the Virgo in me. So I'm the last person to look up a YouTube video on how to do something. But recently I'm just kind of like, well, I don't need to waste and go through all these trials and tribulations. Like I can reach out and get some help from somebody. Like mm-hmm. I can ask these questions because I'll be able to learn more. And I feel like right. majority of the things that I've learned in the past like four years have been just from me fucking something up, like using mm-hmm. the wrong thing or over salting or just like literally not thinking at all about what I'm doing when cooking right. is a science and you actually right. really have to think it's all science. Yes. No one yeah. can tell me different. And I don't know. I feel like that's how I've learned most of the things. But recently I'm learning that like it doesn't hurt to explore other areas and other mm-hmm. techniques of learning. Do you have an issue with, um, cause you spent, you're a chef, but you also love cooking. Does, does being a chef and cooking for others take away from, you know, the pleasure that you get for cooking for yourself, cooking for your partner, uh, cooking for friends and family? I don't really cook for myself that often really? because I feel like I cook, I do these events, which takes a lot out of me. And then I have mm-hmm. to go to work and I work yeah. in service and talking mm-hmm. to people is a lot. And then also mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a person outside yeah. of like these endeavors, you know what I right. mean? So I feel like at the end of the day, like whatever I'm making is really simple or unhealthy to be, to be mm. quite honest or like, you know, I'm, <laughs> or I'll like, you know, my neighbor will make something and I'll get it from her or like, mm. cause like I'll make something like today I made burgers. I was like, Hey, you mm. want a burger? Cool. You know what I mean? Like we'll swap right. out meals and Dishes. yeah. Or like, I'll just go and get something that I know I love to eat, which mm-hmm. is not you know, we all say we want to eat out less, so. <laughs> but I do find that, yes, when I run myself ragged, I absolutely mm-hmm. have a hard time being creative with food mm-hmm. for myself and for others. Mm-hmm. So that's, try- that's something that I'm definitely trying to get better at now, to be honest, mm-hmm. is getting the good, like, work balance so that at the end of the day, like, I can still create foods that aren't just for marwas but that are for me and for my friends and family that don't have to be consumed by all these other thoughts that come with running a business and can actually just be for the pleasure of the food you talk about running yourself ragged how do you reset after you feel like you've expended all of your energy take a nap (laughs) that's it i literally i take a nap like earth sign behavior (laughs) yeah i Stay at home, I take a nap, I play with my kitties, and I play my Switch, Mm -hmm. and I kick it, and that's it. I talk to my partner on the phone, and sometimes I'll see a friend, and that's kind of it, because I Mm -hmm. feel like service is, people don't understand how much service can take out of you, but when you have to talk to people all day, like, I don't want to talk to anybody else. And when they be getting an attitude or, you know, yeah, like, over-talking or under-talking or it's just like, you should be ashamed to be a customer. I am. I <laughs> I agree. Some people should absolutely stop going out unless yeah. they learn better manners because it's really ridiculous how people talk to you when you work in service. And so yeah. 
I find that it makes me so tired to do other things. So Mm -hmm. I usually just have to take time to like clear my brain and Mm -hmm. restore it for the next day. So it's usually just like a nap, some food. I love a good snack. I love, (laughs) I love a good snack, some kettle corn, some Hagen dazs I'm a sweets person and I'm a snack person. I I will eat a snack at any given moment, and that's my that's my yeah. Like put me in front of the TV with a snack. I'm cool for the next few hours. Um, we talked in pre-show. Well, speaking of um, you're talking about resetting your brain. We talked in pre-show about social media break. Are you still in your social media break? I am still on my social media break, and I, I do not know when I'm getting back on. It has been a while. Mm-hmm. And I honestly only downloaded Modwas back a few weeks ago, and it was only to advertise for the events that were coming up. That was literally mm-hmm. the only reason. So um, I'm still not on social media. I really like it. I feel like before I was just learning too much about other people's lives. And it was like yeah. people that I don't know. Like, I don't want to know what the redacted are doing. I don't want right. to know. I just don't, I don't want to know. Why do I right. need to know? There's really right. no reason for us to know. So right. I feel like my brain is definitely a lot clearer now mm-hmm. because yeah. before I felt like it was a lot of doom scrolling and reading stupid things and I just... And then thinking about the stupid things. Yeah, and I just don't, want it doesn't benefit me. So yeah. I'm really happy that I'm, I've been able to, this is the only time I've ever done it. I've always said before that, like, I've wanted to take a social media break and I've tried and, like, Mm -hmm. I'll delete all the apps and then I'll be back on them a day later. But Mm -hmm. I just up and deleted them. Like, I got on my trip and I was like, I don't want to stare at my phone the whole time. Like, if Mm -hmm. I'm going to be on my phone, it'll be to take pictures. I didn't even have service. Right. I didn't have service. It was four days, no service. Mm no social media or anything like that like I was able to like I message on wi-fi but mm-hmm. otherwise I was like don't really need anything else I just really want to enjoy being alive and enjoy yeah. being in the sunlight and touching water and grass like I go <laughs> when they say go touch grass they, have, they meant that some, there's some validity in the statement like sometimes you need to touch grass I and went out okay. and gardened all weekend and I was like yeah cool. I love touching grass I can't when people that's not an insult to me anymore I'm going to work on a farm tomorrow morning. Like, yeah. Oh, um, I love that. For yeah, you. I'm going for a few hours to work on a farm tomorrow morning, and I've been trying to grow this red onion. So I'm gonna bring mm-hmm. my red onion with me because I don't have no soil in the house. And I was like, listen, can I put my red onion on the farm? And you know, homegirl was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, nice. great. See you tomorrow, bright and early. So, <laughs> yeah, that is. I'm gonna be touching some dirt tomorrow, and I'm very mm-hmm. excited about it. It's really cathartic. I don't know what it is about just. I think that's what we're all missing is just a little touching the dirt. You can touch it with gloves. Just, you know, sink your hands into it. Something. I think, honestly, it's because it's the way that we've lived for centuries. And now we don't Mm -hmm. do that anymore. And there's a large Mm -hmm. disconnect between the food that we eat. And Mm -hmm. it's extremely rewarding to grow something and then be able to to harvest it. (laughs) I'm telling you, best feeling. And nobody ever understands what I'm talking about. Like, people, at least who, like, have never, like, grown their own food, man. Like, I didn't even grow that much, but, like, cooking with my own onions or, like, you know, kale that I've harvested or spinach that I harvested. Like, even if I didn't know really what to do with it. Like, oh, my gosh. Or, like, blueberries. I just ate them off the bush. I was like, oh. And I I knew what was in it and. Yep. I could harvest one blueberry and still be proud. 
Oh, I'm on the moon. Yeah, on the moon. Like, I sent you that video earlier of my mom's garden update, and she Mm -hmm. has this huge harvest, and it's crazy. Like, when I started the garden for her a few years ago, she was like, I don't, like, what am I going to do with a garden? Like, I don't, I don't really care. Like, whatever, whatever. I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're not doing much. You need a hobby. So why not let this be your hobby? Like, they had moved out of the apartment that we lived in forever and finally got Mm -hmm. their first house. And I was like, well, now you have a backyard. So why Mm -hmm. not? And do something with the backyard. Do something with it. And so I I hate playing grass. (laughs) (laughs) I got her all these plants, but she's been like slowly growing it this entire time. Mm. So she has all these other things that like I haven't put in there, but she has like She'll be like, oh, I just brought this orange tree. And I'll be like, oh, okay, cool, Florida. (laughs) Like, you just (laughs) came up on an orange tree or, like, a fig tree. She literally has all these trees and then all these herbs. And, like, today is showing me she she harvested rosemary and sage and cilantro and onions and jalapenos and all this stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm going to use this for a tea blend. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use this for the kofta I'm going to make. This is for your dad. Like, you know, and it just is so wonderful like and now yeah. she takes like a lot of joy in it which is what mm-hmm. is really great um so i'm happy wow, that that's excellent yeah 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 uh i was watching this video yesterday um about like the problem with or it's this conception of food fraud it's more i guess of a um i guess it's a both dual like environmentalism and like cooking kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. at least for me um but they were talking about you know dilution in food or you know non uh uh, edible products and food like cellulose and wood pulp and certain spices. What is wood um, pulp in? Um, Parmesan cheese. What? They had a big re- yeah, they had a big recall. I don't know. If, I don't, don't quote me on it being craft, but I believe it was craft who had, well, cellulose is wood pulp. Um, but yeah, they had a huge recall because I guess somebody tested the, they have to test like 2% the FDA has to test like 2% of all food products. So it just was that time and you know dilution of olive oil mislabeling of products so um yeah i'm i'm happy to hear you talk about like farming and you know growing food because i do think that's important for a chef i don't you know i don't grow 100 percent of what i eat but it does make me feel good when i make my own stock at home right um and i know what's in it or i know how much sodium's in it um just for health reasons and also personal pride but um also the food system's kind of fucked up so it's very fucked up and i mean it's always been my goal for a really long time now and i'm lucky that i have a partner who also it's like so funny like when we met each other we both were just kind of like oh like this is our future goal and then we were like you know the picture of spider-man he's pointing, <laughs> pointing at spider-man pointing at spider-man was just like really how it was but it was just like kind of you know my goal is to one day own a plot of land mm-hmm and have there be a farm on it like i want chickens and goats and i want the whole oh, i'm a chicken lady i want the whole shebang and <laughs> i want to grow all my own stuff mm-hmm. and i want to be as eco-friendly as possible and i try to do that now like i try to not waste a lot of food i try mm-hmm. to um 
not use plastics if I can avoid it. Like, I mm-hmm. try really hard to, like, if I'm buying to-go containers, I'm getting paper boxes. Right. Paper bags. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was opening up my online shop, I was like, okay, well, I want to try to find compostable bags. Right. And this is, once again, where the financial aspect of things comes into mm-hmm. reality because it's like, I'm looking at these compostable bags and it's like $100 for 40 oh. bags. And that's ridiculous because... You could go on the worst website, which is Amazon, and you can get for $20, 50 bags. Right. And there's plastic in them. And it's like when you then have to go back into that mentality of like, well, I only have X amount of money to spend on Mm -hmm. this. Like literally only have that. Mm -hmm. And this is all I can do. You then have to like kind of sacrifice some of your morals, which really sucks. Right. So, right. I mean, I ended up getting, I think, some – I got some craft paper bags, but they have, like, mm-hmm. a little plastic window in them. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is the least amount of plastic that I can afford at this given right. moment. But it is my goal to, you know, event – and they're resealable. Like, I was like, at least they can mm-hmm. be reusable, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, once you right. finish with a product, like, I hope you reuse this bag for something else, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, in the future – hopefully if marwas grows bigger than it is now like compostables can be all we get but like if i get paper products they're all compostable because restaurant store has a shit ton of them you know what i mean um but i definitely i just want to be i want to be somewhere warm because i hate winter and i want to be on a farm and oh don't worry climate change will fix all that (sighs) (laughs) Uh, yes it will Uh, yes and I want to be near water. Yeah, I want to be warm on a farm near water with chickens and goats. I want to grow my own stuff. I want to have all my friends nearby. And all my friends always say it begins, this is where it begins to start sounding like I'm describing a commune. And that may or may (laughs) not be the case. And if that is the case, then either join or don't. Yeah, it's okay. All gay people want a commune. (laughs) I'm starting mine. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, look, it's if why can't we all just live somewhere on a farm and yeah. support each other and live sustainably? I don't understand what is so what's the, bad. What's, what's the hold the, up? Yeah. yeah, what's the hold up? I don't get it. You would rather live in a gray building? Is that really? Don't get me started on gray buildings. Uh, I'll never stop. I am not one to talk because I just moved into one for the first time. But I. But hey, look, it's no not like options. you. Yeah, it's not like you were like, ooh, I love this gray building. I must live here. No, I hate this gray building. And I do like my tiny apartment. But it's just what works for me in this moment. And sometimes I have to bring myself back down to earth and be like, sometimes the selfish thing is the thing to do for yourself if that's Mm -hmm. the better thing to do for yourself in that Mm -hmm. moment. But also I do think the earth in me is always like, the world! (laughs) capitalism and you know gentrification and then i'm always like okay but i can't beat it all you know what i mean like i can't you can't run and hide forever is yeah anyways (laughs) um this has been a lovely opening conversation but it is time for our first game yay so, our first game is Questionable Impressions. I'm going to spin the wheel, give you a person, place, or character, and whatever it lands on, you have to do your best impression and continue this interview until the, with the impression until the timer buzzes. Are okay. you ready? Yes. Nervous. Safat, 
Your questionable impression is a South London drill rap enthusiast. Listen, yeah, I really think that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. Yeah. Here in London, right, because I'm a foreign Brit, yeah, my peoples, half my peoples went on the Mayflower to the States, but I stayed here, yeah? <laughs> so I'm as, you know, London as London can be, and I just really feel right. like we've got the best damn music anywhere. And, you know, those, right. those um stupid Americans can say they came up with it all they want, but it's right. not true, is it? It's just not true. Right. Yeah, well, I hear that. Uh, yeah, I hear that drill music has a lot of beef in it, and I also heard that you have personal beef with Darius Crooks. Would you like to elaborate <laughs> on that, mate? Yeah, mate. Well, listen. Yeah, I really feel like he's a literal crook who doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, what if I just went up here, little stringy, little stringy thing that I am, and started to rap about being from the slums? That'd be a bloody lie, no? And I mean, I don't really understand because he 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 lies to people all the time about his products. What do you lie about? He lies oh, about his, he lies about his products being good. He lies about knowing what he's doing in a fucking kitchen. And he's a dirty yeah. man. He's a dirty yeah. dirty man in the kitchen. He's a a dirty, dirty he's, yeah. He's a dirty bloke bloke bloke. <laughs> dirty arsehole. <laughs> yeah, and I have seen him personally, you know, attack women online. Oh. Black women, other black women chefs online, wow. and steal their ideas, and that's just fucking raw, ain't it? Fucked up, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking nasty. You also have um beef with food bloggers, eh? You know what I think it is is a lot. Also, I feel like my accent's changing a little, but that's all right. <laughs> just go with it. So I feel like you know. Well, now I'm going into scholarly. So Scotland. No, no. Like I'm a scholar. Scholar, yeah, um, like I'm, I'm a scholar. Well, but... you can still be a scholar and a South London drill rap enthusiast. I can do it all, yeah. But anyways, yeah. at this point in time, I sound like I go to university, but I've come from the life. The life. I don't know what that means, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, I feel like some of the food bloggers around here think of themselves as um, royalty. There are some of them that I mm. love. Shout out to um, Simone of. Um, I always forget what her her food blogging name is, but wonderful black women. There's so many wonderful black women out here who are amazing food bloggers, amazing women in general that I really admire. And I feel like there are a lot of other people who consider themselves to be royalty and are not good to service staff. And mm. I don't understand how you can go to a restaurant Mm. Being a food blogger and be, be bad to the wait staff. I just don't. Fucking I don't get rude. it. It's fucking. It's fucking, fucking blo- crazy. Isn't bloody it? rude. It's Blo- fucking, bloody rude. I just don't get it. And at the end of the day, I mean, it makes me not want to give you good service. I understand, mate. Yeah, because you're not gonna yeah. get anything out of me then, are you? Yeah. Because fuck yeah. off. The- They've got the game bloody fucked up. Yeah, go ahead and <laughs> fuck a fucking plane then, yeah? <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying fuck a plane. Go fuck a plane while you're at it. Oh, thanks so much for doing that impression. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to give you 700 points for that. That was great. Oh, wow. What is, what is the point system out of? Um, There is no system. It's just whatever pops in my brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we have an informal leaderboard. I don't know where it's at. I'm just... <laughs> 
I'm just making up points. Uh, they don't really matter as long as you make me laugh. Um, but going along with like food reporters, food bloggers, people who make stuff that's not great. Um, I wanted to talk to you about like food that doesn't make sense. You know, we talked earlier a little bit about how anyone can kind of be a chef because the average person doesn't maybe have the the breadth of knowledge to know if something is supposed to taste like how it does. Um, but then there's like food that just doesn't fucking make sense together. Yeah. No offense to everybody, but I do hate the egg rolls with fucking fried chicken, collard greens, and mac and cheese inside. What are we doing anymore? Absolutely not. Like as a people. Absolutely not. I, I also don't like the chicken with the embedded, like, maybe this is anti-black, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, like, have you seen the stuffed chicken wings that they have, like, soul food inside? I'm like, this Absolute- doesn't make sense. How are you going to eat it? That's what you I'm saying! You can't even pick up the wings. Wings are only so big. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Why am I eating all soul food in one bite? That's not the purpose. I don't want much. I would like to take them individually. Yeah. My partner the other day showed me in the grocery store this bag that was like it was like to it was a it was like a pre made meal and it was to- I think it was tofu and but mm-hmm. it was like sharmula it was like Moroccan sharmula tofu and when she showed it to me I was like it's not even green but- no here's the okay. thing is that it wasn't green sharmula oh. is parsley cilantro like that's right. it. it's literally parsley cilantro like herb like um garlic. And mm-hmm. like lemon juice and stuff, so mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like like pesto. Like pesto right. is green, charmula right. is green, and it's not green. It was like yellow, and I was like, it's not even like they did. So it what right. is in it? I don't know. I was. Is it made of, typically with tofu? I mean, I mean, you can put it on whatever you want. Like, okay, I it's more like the sauce. It, yeah, it's more like the sauce. Like, who cares about okay. the rest of it? But if you're going to make the sauce, make the sauce right. Like, how I would do yeah. it is, like, I would maybe marinate a piece of fish in it and then mm-hmm. bread the fish and fry it. Or mm-hmm. I would, okay. like, or I would fry the piece of the fish and put the shangula on top. Or I would make, mm-hmm. like, fried eggplant and, like, a piece of pita bread and I would, like, put mm-hmm. it in the pita bread, like, together. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. how I would eat it. But that is not, even if, if they had executed the recipe correctly, that would be mm-hmm. one thing. But it wasn't. And so I feel like there are people out there that are just making things to make them. And then there are people who don't know mm-hmm. what things are actually supposed to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, right. you would see it and you'd be like, oh, Moroccan tofu sounds really good. But you don't know that it's not really And it might what taste it good. It might right. still taste good. But it's mm-hmm. not what it is 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 advertised to be. I feel like that's just fraudulent at that point. It is. That's like when um, people rename things and it's like, this was already named something. Why did you? Yeah. Like, or I mean, I'm trying to think of an, of an example. Um, or I feel like even just going back to what we were talking about before with the TV shows, like mm-hmm. the original Charmed was already really good. Like it was perfect. Right. We didn't need a new one. We didn't need a new one. Why'd you remake it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or uh, people will like. I remember, it, well, I don't remember, but um, I was reading this food book uh, about the 70s food, and, like, people would just throw shit together and be like, it's chop suey. No, your meatloaf chopped up, like, with whatever fucking else you had in the refrigerator is not chop suey. No. Chop suey is already a dish. It doesn't mean just because you want it to mean something else. You have never had meatloaf. You've never had meatloaf? Meatloaf is bomb. It can be bomb. Let me say that. I don't understand. So, it what is meatloaf? Is it a loaf of meat? 
Yeah, you uh, typically- Is there nothing or, else in it? No, there's vegetable. at least how I make it, I put vegetables in mine. So like, I it's a dish that I would make if all of our vegetables are like on their way out and I need something quick to do with it. And we've already had soup like two times this week. So like you chop up all the vegetables, you kind of lightly cook them, um, mix it together with some spices. It's usually like a spicy kind of Italian flavor-ish almost. Um, or it can be really whatever flavor you want. Mix it together, breadcrumbs, eggs, um, bake it. And then I do like a barbecue kind of tasting sauce on top. What do you eat it with? I usually do mashed potatoes and some type of green bean or like uh, roasted kale or like um does it um, like so, is it like it breaks apart when you eat no it it's like a wolf? loaf it's like a loaf of it's bread. so weird to me like it is quite weird so weird to me like i just i've never had it and i feel like i've never even really seen it honestly so it's like a poor man's sal- it's like a poor man's salisbury steak you know how like salisbury steak is like ground meat yeah yeah it's like even poorer man's, desolate man's Salisbury steak. Right. I just, it's so hard for me to picture it. I just, uh, yeah. It is an odd concept, I will say. Yeah. Um, my aunt made meatloaf like once when we were younger and I was like, damn, this is kind of good. So that's where I got that from. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. I mean, I feel like anything that goes with mashed potatoes has to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you don't like eat too. like a thick ass slice of it. It's like, like a, like a very thinner slice it has a nice sauce on top. You can make like a kind of gravy-ish barbecue sauce kind of thing going on hmm. and put it on top. I would like with some to mashed try. potatoes. I would like to try um, I'm scared to, to make it for you because I'm scared <laughs> of letting people to eat my food. I'm, I'm like, sure um, it will be good. <laughs> I'm sure. It'll yeah, be good. Ho- hopefully, um, hopefully I'll move back to Baltimore at some point in life if Woo! the rent prices want to um ridiculous everywhere. Like, it's, this is so off topic a little bit, but like, what's what's going on? Like, what's the peak of the rent prices? And why end. are okay. Baltimore landlords thinking that? Here's what it is. It's never going to end. And we mm-hmm. are slowly fading into Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower. It's really, oh, nice. I yeah. mean, we've already started. We're about six, six to eight years deep. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, that's basically what it is. And the ne- next thing we know, a thousand dollars is going to be like a hundred dollars. Oh, for sure. Like I think like three hundred dollars is already the hundred dollars now. It is. You can't buy shit for a hundred dollars. I can get like seven things from Safeway. That's yeah. nothing. Safeway needs to go out of business. It's Girl. time for them to end because yeah. too expensive. I'm sorry. Like. <sighs> Preaching to the choir. I have given up and just instead been buying bulk from BJ's. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I'm a big BJ's fan. Mm-hmm. The gas is cheaper. I go in there yeah. and I get what I need and then I don't have to buy it again for three months. Right. And that just makes it so much easier than being like, oh shit, I ran out and having to go to Safeway and then the yeah. product that I need is fucking $20 for yeah. a roll. People who get, like, I've seen, when like, I'll run into Safeway and get kombucha. I will get kombucha from Safeway because they usually have the two for four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll see people with, like, full carts. And, like, not to be in anybody's pocket, but I'm like, ain't no way. Ain't no, no fucking way. way. Unless I got the no EBT. Way. No, she got the chimichimichi. Yeah, but, like, even when I had EBT, like, 
No, like we're going to Aldi's. Yeah, yeah. We're going to Aldi's and who else needs groceries? Because we get, but even from Aldi's, because I used to get, I get a whole basket for like $40. I can't be at Aldi's like that. I went there. There's one up the street from my house. I went there the other day and I really was like, look, this is just not the place for me. And you want to know what? I think the main reason was because they didn't even have the snacks I wanted. I was like, you mean mm. to tell me you don't have no kettle corn? I was like, what kind of grocery store don't got no kettle corn? <laughs> And I just was like, okay, well, that concludes trip to Aldi's. So I guess I'll be going to Safeway the next time I need a snack. I get my basics from Aldi's. I'll get snacks from elsewhere. Yeah. I'll spend more on snacks. But, like, for basics, especially when I'm, like, annoyed that the garden, it's like, it's winter now. So I'm, yeah. like, annoyed that I have to, like, go buy groceries. Every time I fucking chop an onion, I'm like, I could have grown this. Like, Yeah. I also just, it makes me really question the quality and the mm-hmm. labor practices behind the item when it's mm-hmm. like 70 cents. It just really right. makes me be like, how is this 70 cents? Do you know how much it costs to run a farm and then pay for right. the labor? But those subsidies. But someone's not getting paid. It really just makes me be like, someone's not getting paid, and this was probably grown with a whole bunch of, like, random additives, preservatives, whatever. Pesticides out the ass. Uh, Definitely synthetic nitrogen down. Some shit is in here that is not right. And so it makes me just be like, I'd much rather buy the better quality thing, even though Mm -hmm. I don't always do that, because my pockets are not always telling me that I can Mm -hmm. do that. But, like, I do try harder to do that, because I'm just kind of like... If the practice behind it is better, like more ethical, then I'd obviously rather partake in that if I'm not growing it myself. I try to buy organic cage-free eggs. I know I'm big balling now because that's like $100. I had to like escort my eggs to my car and like hide them under my jacket. I was so afraid. (laughs) It was like I was carrying a block of gold. Why are they $8? (laughs) It's literally ridiculous. My my friend whose farm I'm going to tomorrow actually is eventually going to get a chicken coop. And I was like, well, you get it. Can I please buy eggs from you? Because I was like, right. I will stop going to the grocery store, and I would love eggs. to just come and buy some eggs from you. Like, yeah, I don't eat I, any eggs. So, look, I'm the egg lady. I've been telling everybody since this time last year, before egg prices even got up, I was like, everybody need to buy some chickens. Everybody laughed at me. <laughs> everybody laughed at me. I literally <laughs> went chickens. Like everybody laughed at me, and look at us now. Just saying, I don't know. Whatever. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'll stand in it. I don't care. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. we need we all need to get to that point where we realize that the collective is stronger than the individual. Yeah. And we need to go back to the earth. I would love to uh, have a collective movement to take down or at least like wound big agriculture. Because I, I mean, like it's terrible for the planet. It's terrible for our bodies. Yeah. And yeah, like, I don't know, not to sound like a mommy blogger, but I'm like, Okay, so we're eating, like, constantly eating, like, synthetic nitrogen, pesticides, even though everybody's like, you just wash the pesticides off. Yeah, okay. Like, that's what they said about DDT, too. Like. Yeah. But it feels like, I don't know, like, I'm preaching to the choir because I'm like, you know, you try, you live in, well, I live in the suburbs and everybody has these massive fucking backyards. And don't do anything with them. They're empty. (laughs) Empty. Like, nothing. Like, nothing on it. And I'm like. You know, I don't use the entire backyard to garden, but I'm like, even if you had like one bed and you just grew like, if you did monoculture, even if you grew your own fucking corn, like, it's every still, other block grows something different. Right. You know what? Yesterday I went to Sprouts. 
Mm-hmm. Because personally, I think Sprouts got the best cold case out there. I don't know mm. what the fuck they got in the kitchen, but the food be good. <laughs> so, and I was feeling lazy and busy, and I was like, "Look, I'm gonna just go to Sprouts." So I'm gonna mm-hmm. grab me some lunch, and I was like, "You know what? Why don't I get some like little things for food later in the day?" And I'm mm-hmm. like, gonna get me an avocado. And I go, I'm strolling down to get me my avocado, and the lady is taking all the avocados off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? I was like, where are the avocados going? And she was like, right. she was like, oh, they're they're kind of squishy, so we're replacing them with new ones. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, I was like, well, can I not get one of these avocados because I'll right. take a kind of squishy avocado. Squishy avocado, yeah. Especially no from a Sprouts, give it to me for free or a half a price or whatever. I'll take the bucket. Right. Like I don't know, I'll figure <laughs> something out. Like. This yeah. is, and I and I was like, are they going to go in the trash? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, this is so, even if it was like, you could even take the seed out of it was the other thing mm-hmm. too. Like, okay, maybe it's not edible, but you could compost it. You could take the seed out of it and start a new plant. Like you could mm-hmm. do, avocados are not that hard to start. The seeds are not right. that hard to start. I've started so many avocado seeds and they're so easy. My compost just like breeds them yes. every year. I have like five. They're easy. They're so easy to just get to grow. And it's just really, it really, it made my heart hurt a little. I was like, wow, this is really what, what capitalism is, is doing. And also scarcity, pretty food culture also does. Oh God. Pretty. Yeah. I was just about to ask, like, you know, there's this big, well, I don't know if it's as big anymore, just cause I've kind of like unfollowed that whole scene, but basically Instagrammable food and the food is fucking nasty. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing that I struggle with, honestly, is making my food look pretty. And it's just mm-hmm. because I, like, I haven't really learned how to plate things in the best way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm like, look, it tastes good as hell. So I find that to be a better success than, like, right. me, like the food looking great and tasting mm-hmm. like shit. So I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely something I think about. But even, like... They spray the apples with wax so that they're yeah. shiny and, like, just all the mm-hmm. things. It just are so... Or, like, food that gets picked before it's actually ripe. Like, I know some people, so many yeah. people are like, I don't like strawberries. I'm like, you don't like strawberries because you're eating strawberries in fucking January. That's why you don't like strawberries. Yeah. I saw somebody buy a watermelon the other day from the store. I was like, what Where's, are we doing? Who grew the watermelon? It came like, from probably, like, South America or a warm just, place. It just don't make no sense. Like, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And why no. do you need a watermelon in January? Well, to or even fair. when I see packaged watermelon, I'm like, this don't even look right. Okay, no, you want to know actually what really bothers me about the packaged fruits and vegetables is because they wrap it in so much plastic. It really yeah. bothers me. I'm like, you yeah. really did all that. You couldn't just put it in a little box. Or, yeah. all, like, I, I am a fan of the pre-chopped and all of that for people mm-hmm. who like need that right like i absolutely think that's like a really good thing for accessibility but i mm-hmm. need a better design way to package way it yeah. to package it because like plastic yeah it's gotta go I'm like, I'm like is this not like one pineapple in this cup of pineapple like could we not just reuse the pineapple shell like it's gotta but- be something also, I just feel like it's a scam because then it's like they charge the same price, but there's yeah. not a whole pineapple in the cup. Right. Yeah, like exactly. You're paying for the labor slash the markup. Yeah. Man, I almost bought a pineapple yesterday. Now I'm really wishing I did because I really would like a piece of fruit. I do canned pineapple in the winter time just because I know 
that it didn't come from the northern hemisphere. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I just always think about the, I'm like, the plane ride that that pineapple went on. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, poor babies. Talking about food always, um, but Baltimore has like a super small food scene. Um, how do you kind of like navigate that without stepping on anybody's toes? And also, how do you tell a good restaurant from a bad restaurant? Um, Stepping on toes, meaning like with other chefs? Yeah, like other chefs, like, you know, if there's an event and um, they need, you know, food vendors, how do you make sure that like, okay, like maybe I did this last time. Do you hand it off to somebody else or is it just kind of like free for all? Like what's the scene like for the chefs? I think that depending on what the event is and depending on what the food is Mm -hmm. really changes how to navigate the situation. Okay. I will always try to put on other chefs. Mm -hmm. Like Stephanie Wallace is an amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing baker. Like I will Mm -hmm. never be able to achieve that level of bakery. And that's just because baking is a literal science. And yeah, I can't bake for sure. (laughs) Their baked goods are vegan or gluten free, just Mm -hmm. like all these things, which I think makes it even more difficult to be a good baker. Like for me, like one thing I can bake really good is like, some Middle Eastern sweets. Like, I'm really good at baklava. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing yeah. that people are like, damn, that was good. Like, that's it, yeah. though. You know? And that's because, like, <laughs> it took me, like, a few years to perfect it, you know? Right. And I feel like I always, like, if there's something that I can't do, I will definitely try to mm-hmm. put on another chef or invite them to do it with me. I definitely try to collaborate with other chefs, too. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and do events together, yeah, I will always try to put on other chefs for sure. I don't think mm-hmm. that we can get anywhere as individuals or get as far as we want to get as individuals. Mm-hmm. And I'm really big on moving as a collective and as a community. And even like, you know, if I try to put on events like mm-hmm. that I carry, I'm definitely going to go to like community vendors first mm-hmm. and be like, hey, like, no vending fee, no nothing, just show up. Right. All I require is that you show up an hour early right? so that you have ample time to set up. If you're late, I'm always late. So I'm like, an hour gives you 30 minutes to be late, 30 minutes to right. set up, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like a whole hour to set up. I don't right. know. So I feel like I always want to hit up my fellow people and be like, come to this mm-hmm. event and like, let's all, all like, let's all get something out of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, that was good, but I have something bad for you. What? Oh, not bad. It's good. It's our second game. It's Woo! called Bad News, though. <laughs> What's so our second game is called Bad News. It's our fill-in-the-blank headline game. I've gathered the gross, the strange, and the absolute worst of headlines that I could find and turned into a game just for you. Okay. You Did you make up these, or did you No, find they're real them? headlines. I found them. <laughs> okay. Number one. A blank blank, two words was found in someone's luggage in Detroit. What did was found in someone's luggage in Detroit? Am I making this up or am I guessing what the original statement was? You're guessing. You're guessing what the the state the true statement was. A blank blank was found in someone's luggage in Detroit. Uh, pet crocodile. Ooh, you're really close. It's a dolphin skull. Oh, I knew that to do with animals. Damn. <laughs> Yes, they, um, the person was obviously arrested, but, um. Where'd they get the skull yeah. from? They don't know. God. And why were they transporting it? We don't know. Jesus, it's depressing. Yeah. Poor baby. Um, number two. 
Steve Jobs' worn-out Birkenstocks sold for blank amount at auction. How much did his worn-out Birkenstock sell for? $328 million. No, not that much. Ha! Okay. <laughs> they sold for 218000 Damn! That's a lot for Birkenstocks. They're already expensive, too. I figured Steve Jobs and people love him. Damn, I was Is he off. dead? I'm always confused if he's dead or not. I have no idea. Okay. One of the people whose lives I'm like, I really just don't want to know anything about. Yeah. I have no idea. I always get him confused with Bill Gates. I don't know which one's dead. I have no clue. (laughs) Number three. Loose blank. Wander into Target store in Texas. What wandered into a Target store in Texas? Was this one an alligator or a crocodile? Not an alligator or crocodile. It's a goat. (laughs) Another animal. Okay, I was close. They got goats you were out close. there in Texas? I guess they have goats out there in Texas. Where do goats come from? That is very random. Perhaps we should go to Texas to start the goat goat farm. Do they have water in Texas like that? Mm. I guess on the coast. Maybe? Closer to Mexico, probably. Mm. Mm. Number four. San Diego Zoo Mouse, officially the world's oldest mouse at the age of blank. Twelve. Uh, no, you're so close. He's nine. Damn! <laughs> I figured it had to be something that's, like, really ridiculous for a mouse. Because I feel like mice yeah. only live, like, a year. Like, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, like, a year max. Maybe? Or is that just, like, lab rats? I know lab rats, like, live, like, for two seconds and then, yeah. I feel like mice are just, I don't know, we'll never be free from them and <laughs> others. Oh, no, never. Did you know? Okay, do you want to know? Actually, I have a random fact for you. What is it about? Mice. In the city. I'm thinking if I really want to know or not. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tell me, shoot. Okay, so mice in the city, actually, they don't eat trash the most. They eat dog feces the most. Like, that's their preferred food. Where are they getting the dog poop out the trash? No, because people don't pick up their dog poop, so the rats eat it. The rats or the mice? Two different animals. Both of them. <laughs> you know what I saw one time in a tree at Patterson Park? No way. I'm so dead ass. I saw a rat climb a tree. It was just kicking it in the trees. And I was like, I gotta get He was on a date. Dog. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of this park. I was like, that's it. I'm cool. Like I I was like, there's really no reason for me to be in this park right now. Like Yeah, it's Rat City now. Yeah, bye. Bye. That's this is their (laughs) house, not mine. Honestly, also I feel like anytime I see a critter somewhere where it quote unquote shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, well, I guess you really should be anywhere and everywhere because to be fair, yeah. humans did colonize your home. So right. I can't really you had to be adapt. Mad. Yeah. Like I can't I really be mad, but also get out. <laughs> but also get out. <laughs> yeah, like, but also get out. So because yeah. you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, absolutely not. You don't pay no bills. Bye. <laughs> Your last uh, bad news headline is, researchers say, blank, this is a phrase. So why are we all so obsessed with it? What's the phrase that researchers say? Um, I don't know. Can I get a hint? Has to do with time. Time isn't real. Yes. <laughs> time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. This much I agree with. <laughs> this shit is not real. Oh, yay. I got one right. All right. 
So that is the end of our game. I'm going to award you 400 points. Uh, boo. Boo, sorry. Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, time is definitely an illusion. Um, so is like money and I feel like population a little bit, but who am I? Literally most things that we follow by today are not real. And that's mm-hmm. because someone a long time ago made it up. And yeah. I really need someone to make a time machine so we could go back and just get rid of capitalism and yeah, slavery and probably misogyny too. Misogyny and literally so many things. Oh my god, unrelated. But if somebody did make a time machine, I absolutely would go back in time to witness Jesus Christ's life because <laughs> I just need to know more. I need to wait. Know why more. are you obsessed with him? <laughs> I'm not obsessed with Jesus Christ. It's more like I just feel like something isn't adding up. Mm. Something is not adding up. There are far too many holes in the story. And I just want to go back and be a little investigative reporter and figure Mm. it out. That's it. That's what I want to figure out. I feel like he was like real and he was chilling and then people just like started you know how people just be making shit up like at a certain that's point. what I want to go see like it yeah. just doesn't make any sense like somewhere along the lines people are lying yeah definitely and I need to find out it's like the telephone game that they used to make you play in school where you whisper into someone's mm-hmm. ear and then like by the end it just makes no sense that's how I feel yeah it makes no sense <laughs> none of it makes sense and yeah Absolutely. Okay, this doesn't have to be a part of the show either, but I do. That's have fine. To, I'll keep it. I do have to ask. Okay. Fuck, marry, or kill the Grinch. What? <laughs> Santa Claus. We're keeping this in the show, by the way. Santa Claus and Jesus Christ, and I will tell you my response after you tell me yours. Fuck, marry, black kill. Jesus or white Jesus? Up to you. Okay, let me see what black. I feel like like. no, 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 no. Actually, it doesn't matter. Whatever Jesus the person sees is the Jesus that it'll be. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if okay, wait. This black Jesus kind of fine. I mean, yeah, black Jesus is very good looking, but the white Jesus don't look too bad either. But also, to be fair, the white Jesus ain't really (laughs) white Jesus anyways. He was Middle Eastern, so I'm gonna give him right. They just kept lightening the skit. They kept like editing it over time. Once again. Someone in history is lying. I need to go back and find out his true identity. I do want to know what Jesus be looking like. Um, Okay, Grinch. Santa Claus. Like, we're talking about, like, the classic Grinch. I'm talking Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Please. Um, Oh, I could could do Black Santa. Okay, so kill the Grinch. Okay. I can't I'll marry Santa. Okay. I'll marry Santa. He seems like he's wealthy. Um, he's got his own reindeer. Absolutely. I could be Mrs. Claus, no problem. He only works right. like one day a year. So right. like never cheating on me. Like where Chilling the hell are you out. going? Yeah, exactly. Chilling. Um, I'll fuck Jesus. Um, black Jesus or Middle Eastern Jesus, one of them. Not white Jesus, though. No. And yeah. you're killing the Grinch because Um, I don't like how Jim Carrey looks. He's a little scary to me. So <laughs> Okay. Now let me tell you what I'm gonna do. Oh god. <laughs> Because I've thought long and hard about this and asked so many people <laughs> at this point. I'm killing the Grinch. The Grinch has nothing okay. to offer me in this life. And that's right. okay. Nothing against him, but we ain't got yeah. shit to do together. Nothing. 
Right. Okay. I'm marrying Santa Claus because I'm truly meant to live a life of lavish. And yes, as absolutely. you said, he's got his money. I'm getting him to make me my own designer line. It's going to be called Mrs. Claus. It's going to be it's me. Mrs. It's all me. Designer nails called Mrs. Claus. Exactly. Like, like it's all me. Like, if, <laughs> if I was ever going to be a giant, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. But I'm Mrs. Uh, I'm going to be Mrs. Claus. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm fucking Jesus is for multiple reasons. <laughs> Reason number one. I want to be Jesus' baby mama. Why his baby mama? Did he have a baby mama? I want to be didn't have kids, did his baby mama because I want my name to go down in the books. That's just the reality oh. of it. I imagine that. I mean, my name is already in the books. Safar okay. is a historical mountain in the Book of Islam, and that's why Madwa's is named ah. such because it's two mountains, Safar and Madwa. Ah. So that's what that is. But Beautiful. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be everywhere. I'm gonna be Jesus's baby mama. Not only that, but as the prodigal Christian man that he was, right or whatever, yeah, right. I'm still gonna cheat. be that. I'm a, no, no. I'm still gonna be that Muslim woman. So I am single handedly destroying islamophobia <laughs> and all misconceptions and hate oh, towards interfaith relationships oh your mind pen drop that just come on high five, high five. That was, that was come great. on i've really thought about this i'm changing the world just by being with jesus christ yours was so much better than mine i was like yeah black jesus is kind of fine um no, sure i need to know i'm being strategic like yeah. i'm gonna be there for the rebirth and all like i want to see it it's just oh like when he comes out of the grave he... what are you wearing to like the funeral and then like the repast Ooh. like when he comes out I want to wear something that's like extremely ridiculous but elegant, like some drip, mm. some like, <laughs> <laughs> heavy drip. First of all, drip on Easter shoes, leather. Okay, because okay, you know, leather it's all about the leather sandals. No, baby, I'm getting me some leather strappy boots that go all the way up to the knee. Okay, all drop it low for Jesus. Oh my god, I love that song. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I- <laughs> I love, I've seen that video so many times that, yes, chop a little for Jesus. But I'm going to be there for the whole shebang. I might even go visit him in the cave while he's in there getting ready to come back to life and shit. Be like, okay, hey, what up, Jesus? Yeah. I'll be waiting for you out here. You know, whatever. Holding it down. As the baby mamas of the. As a baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I'm wearing, I'm, it's going to be, what, are, what is it going to be? It's going to be all black, flowy, okay. like there's a trail. With some okay. leather, black stained, strappy sandals, like fucking what is his name? The Spartacan dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to be like my my Sparta. Yeah, my sandals look like that, and okay. probably won't have short hair in this time frame. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's drip. Yeah, it's all drip. We got you. Yeah, like straight. Like all black. Jesus comes out wearing all white. Can you imagine? Like the pictures, uh-huh. the, the paintings. Exactly. And everything gold. Going down in history for that. Only everything gold. That's all. That's it. You know, black Jesus and gold. his Muslim wife. Yeah, true. Yes, Jesus and his Muslim wife. <laughs> <laughs> no pork in this house. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think Jesus ate pork. I feel like that's like a thing. Like, Look, what was he Jewish or how did the Christian people get him? We're so off topic, but whatever. Like, how did the Christians get Jesus? I never understood that. I thought he was Jewish. 
Well, to be fair, all like Islam recognizes Jesus as well. He, mm-hmm. sh- we recognize him as like you know Jesus and for all of right. the things, but he's just not one of our like main prophets. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. people will be like, "Oh, but Muslims don't believe in Jesus," and that's wrong. I was like, "Nobody ever said that. Y'all just be making yeah. shit up. That is not true." I knew that. I don't know where or how. All I know is all religions started, or most of them, in the beautiful land of Palestine, free Palestine, all day, every day, from the land to the sea till the day <laughs> I die. I really hope to see the downfall of Israel one day, and that's all I can say about that. <laughs> Did you make that entire like detour? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to like I just I can't I can't not like yeah I'm down for it no worries that was yeah. great <laughs> let's do our third game since okay. we're here cool our third game it's called what's cooking as is custom for the show I make the third game surrounding the interests of my guest so this game is called what's cooking I'm gonna give you three ingredients you tell me what you would make out of them how to make it and the cultural history of the food if you know it um, you can add ingredients to the list I've given you, but you cannot take any away. Are you ready? Yes. Number one, you have egg yolks, molasses, and pistachios. What are you making? I'm going to add pomegranates, and I'm going to mm-hmm. add lemon juice and sugar. I'm going to roast my pistachios. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cook down my molasses with pomegranate juice. Mm-hmm. To make a pomegranate molasses, mm-hmm. add a little bit of sugar in there, and to the egg yolks, I'm gonna add lemon and sugar mm-hmm. to make lemon curd, mm-hmm. and then I'll put a bed of lemon curd, my roasted pistachios. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out if I want to add another thing to the pistachios, like if I want to turn it into like a real treat or if I just want to keep it like a... Ooh, maybe like a, like a... I didn't say they were salted. You could add salt. Like do a seaweed salty. Yeah, some flaky salt on top. So, mm-hmm. and then... So lemon curd, then the pistachios, then the molasses and some flaky salt to finish. Mm. That's what I'm making. I don't know where it came from. I made it up. So I can't, no worries. can't give you a history there. <laughs> that was great. That sounds Ooh. delicious. Um, is it like a f- solid treat or is it like kind of like a parfait kind of scoop out thing? Yeah, let's just say it comes in a little cup. Oh, nice. Yeah, a little cup with the lemon curd like smeared, you know, like a nice little mm. smear yeah. filled with the peanuts. Uh, what's this word that I'm doing that, that you can see me doing? Like, like a squeeze yeah, bottle? Like, mm-hmm. Um... Drizzle. Drizzle the pomegranate. Oh. That's the word I was thinking of. Pomegranate Ooh. molasses. And then flaky salt to finish. And then maybe, can I can I add like ice cream? Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like ice cream. Can I add some be- vanilla bean ice cream on top? Yeah. Sounds Beautiful. delicious. Wow, that's Yum. the dessert I've made. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Number two. You have polenta, you have duck fat, and you have kidney beans. What are you making? You know I've never made kidney beans. Oh! <gasps> I don't what? even know how to make a kidney bean. What beans do you make? I can do garbanzos. I can do black beans. I can do... I have never made... You made black beans but not kidney beans? <laughs> um, okay, I'll give you black beans instead. Or no, I'll give you garbanzos. Okay, so Go crazy. start over. 
polenta, you have polenta duck, duck fat, fat, and garbanzo beans. Okay, well, I'm searing or and or grilling my polenta so that mm-hmm. it's crispy. And to do this, mm-hmm. I'm adding cornstarch because mm-hmm. cornstarch is what makes things crunchy. So I'm going to add a little bit of cornstarch onto my polenta. I'm going to sear a grill, who knows, so it gets Mm. a little crunchy, golden little bottom. Like a cake kind of thing? Yes. Mm. And then I have garbanzo beans. My garbanzo beans are going to be sautéed in duck Mm -hmm. fat Mm -hmm. because I love, I really actually love duck fat so much and I cook with it all the time. Um. Sautéed in duck fat, um, and add some spices to it. Probably mm-hmm. add obviously salt, pepper, a little bit of cayenne, um, mm-hmm. a little bit of garlic powder because I don't mm-hmm. think I want any minced garlic in there. Yeah, and I'm gonna add a lamb chop. Mm. I'm gonna add a lamb chop. That sounds good. That's been marinated overnight mm-hmm. and then also seared and or grilled in duck fat and mm. finished with flaky salt. I'm also going to add dill to mm-hmm. my chickpeas and rosemary to my lamb chop. So mm-hmm. on the bottom is polenta cake, then mm-hmm. lamb chop. Mm-hmm. on a little Y, you know, yeah, bing and bot, like a little on an mm-hmm. axis, and then some garbanzo beans on top. Mm-hmm. Like a little, like a, you know, a mm-hmm. little sprinkled and cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> ooh, I would add, ooh. Maybe like add idea. arugula, like add a little, add a green in like there. Green. Maybe yeah, it's like, like a, a good... I love arugula. I love it for the, like some fresh... Yeah, like some fresh grown straight off the fucking. Yeah. No preservatives or nothing because that's the best type of arugula. I've grown arugula and when you grow mm-hmm. it and then eat it, it's literally like eating a piece of black pepper. It's delicious. Oh, so nice. maybe like a bed of arugula. Arugula mm-hmm. that has been tossed in like, you know, some lemon juice and olive oil. Right. Maybe I'll put a little bit of that pomegranate molasses on it. Mm. And because that's actually something that um, Arabs do in salads, pomegranate mm-hmm. molasses and salad dressings. Oh, okay. So add a little bit of that in there and then put my little polenta cakes and then put my lamb chop and then put my beans. Sounds good. Yeah. Nice little meaty salad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your last uh, ingredient list is you have tomato puree, bay leaves, and your choice of chili pepper. What are you making? I want, I want What's gua- cooking? I want guajillo chilies because they're nice okay. and smoky and they're not that mm-hmm. spicy. If anything, they're just right. very flavorful. Mm-hmm. So I have tomato paste. I have chilies. And what was the second thing? Bay leaves. Oh, I'm making stew, baby. What kind of stew? What What else you put in the stew? Mm. You use that lamb chop again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to add short rib to this motherfucker. And I'm going to take the Ooh. short rib. First things I'm going to do... Is I'm gonna sear it first to lock in all my mm-hmm. things. But before that, I'm gonna make a mipois. That's how you say it. So I'm gonna get my celery, my carrots. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna get mm-hmm. my vegetables and I'm gonna cook them yeah. in that duck fat you already gave me. <laughs> and then I'm going with my spices and everything. This is the base. Uh-huh. To that, I will add my tomato paste mm-hmm. and some water and my bay mm-hmm. leaves, of course. Yeah. 
mix it all up. That's my base. And then I'm also going to take my short rib. I'm going to sear it, mm-hmm. get a really nice, like, crisp on all sides. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put it in my base. Or maybe I'll wine braise the ribs, the short ribs. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to put them in my base. And then I'm going to put parchment. I'm going to put this all in a Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. I'll put a piece of parchment on top. I'm going to put a lid on that mug. I'm going to put it in the oven. And I'm going to slow roast it mm-hmm. until the meat is juicy and tender and, like, not dry and very flavorful. Right. And then I'm going to eat it with a piece of pita bread. Mm. Mwah. Yum, yum. That's why they call you Chef Sabat. Woo! That was great. Thanks. I'm going to give you a thousand points for that. Yay! All right. We're almost done. Um, I have a few more questions and then we're going to do trivial trivia and then okay. we can get you out of here. Kidokis. <laughs> so I would love to know because everyone has this idea of like chefs live this lavish life. They just eat for free anywhere they want. They travel for food. They have spices. But um, I know that might not be a re- reality for you right now, but I would love to know where you would travel for food um, and your favorite foods to eat from other countries. Oh, I talk about my favorite cuisines all the time, and I like to rank them. Mm -hmm. I loved Ethiopian food. I would Mm -hmm. absolutely go to Ethiopia because if Dukum here and Baltimore can make what they make, what the fuck they got going on in Ethiopia? Because the shit has to be (laughs) 10 times better than that. So I'm going to Ethiopia, and then... And this is if the world is in a perfect place. Like, if we're in Utopia. So, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. let's just... Yeah, don't worry. We're, this whole show, we're in Utopia. Okay, so, don't great. worry. So, ignoring the reality of the world, I would also go to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Because Afghani food is also a whole nother level of deliciousness that I don't mm-hmm. even know what to do with sometimes. I just... Right. Definitely my favorite cuisines. Then, of course, I'm going to go to Morocco because, you know, i got to mm-hmm. visit my peoples. Love me some Moroccan food. I'm ready to sit on the floor and eat some couscous as, uh, what's, what's the word? Um, stereotypical. Oh. <laughs> stereotypical as that sounds. Yeah, and I want to make my own bread and I want to, you know, that's what I want to yeah. do. And then after that. Gotta home. Yeah, and then after that, I'm going to Palestine, baby. Mm. And I'm going to do the same thing there because I got to visit my peoples there. Once again, free Palestine from the land to the sea, baby. <laughs> um and yeah those are definitely the places that i would go to for sure mm, yeah sounds really delicious um do you have a spice list that you're like these are the spices i keep in my cabinet all the time like yes. are you a person who makes your spice blends or are you like you have a place where you're like okay i trust their spice blends enough no. they work for me i make <laughs> no i make my own spice blends I like to buy my spices, like, at least um, 16 ounces at a time mm-hmm. because I put them in mason jars. But sometimes right. I buy so much more than that, so they end up in those giant mason jars or just, like, mm-hmm. whatever other glass container I have because yeah. no plastics. Right. Um, so I try to reuse I'm as get much like as you I can. Under. <laughs> <laughs> I try. But I like to make my own spice blends and... I sometimes even like to dry my own herbs and stuff mm. to make my own spices because it's like when you have an excess, it's just so wasteful and herbs go bad so fast. And so yeah. I've learned that you can just really just put them in your oven at the lowest temperature and just like watch mm-hmm. it closely and it dries yeah. and that's it. Yep. So yep. Um, 
I do that and the spices that I always use like are probably in everything. Mm-hmm. Salt, pepper, paprika, cayenne, garlic powder, ginger powder, mm-hmm. white pepper on occasion, mm-hmm. samak. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds very yummy. Um, my last question for you before you start our fourth game is, do you have any tips for people who don't know how to cook but really want to learn? Cook with other people or watch people cook because honestly, I feel mm-hmm. like I've learned a lot literally just by watching people mm-hmm. or by a cookbook or watch a YouTube video. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. There have been times that I've been like, I don't know what the fuck this means and I got to go to YouTube real quick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that helps, especially because sometimes knowledge can be expensive and like there are so many times I've right. been like, I would go to culinary school and then I like look at all the ones that I'd be open to going to and they're so expensive. And so, yeah. That or maybe starting small and working in a restaurant and getting mm-hmm. like a chill position to start and working up. That's how I find a lot of people have done it. Or literally just trying. I, like I said earlier, have learned so much by just doing it mm-hmm. and then failing and then like figuring out what I did that was wrong and then right. figuring out how to do it the next time. Right. Yeah. That would be my, that would be my advice. That's so helpful. Thank you. All right. So our final game of the day is Trivial Trivia. Trivial Trivia is a trivia game where we see all that you know about a whole lot of nothing. Um, I'll let you pick the category because I'm such a nice person, but I will give you the ABC answers and then you have your options. So your options are between these three trippy shows. You have A, The Good Place, B, Black Mirror, or C, Westworld. Oh my god, I can never get through Westworld because I just get so confused. Black Mirror's <laughs> been way too long, so I go good place. Okay, great. Number one. Which of the following is not a restaurant in the good place? A. La Sun will come out tomorrow. B. Pop up the clam. Or C. Benny and the Jets. Or D. All of the above. They're all, they're all, all restaurants. All of the above. Great. <laughs> Number two, who got a tattoo in Chinese that means Japan? Is it A, Michael, B, Eleanor, or C, Jason? Jason? It's not Jason. No. He had another stupid tattoo on his butt of his name. But it wouldn't yeah. have been... It must have been Eleanor. No. It was, was it Michael? Michael? When did he do that? Like, um, I think season three, they said. How did I miss that? All right. It's okay. No worries. Question three. What's the name of the charity started by Mindy St. Clair's sister in her honor? Is it A, the Mindy St. Clair Fund, B, the Mindy St. Clair Rescue Alliance, or C, the Mindy St. Clair Sanctuary Fund? I think it's A. So sorry. It was the Mindy St. Clair Rescue Alliance. For those of you off camera, I'm flicking B off right now. I'll give you a bonus though. What 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 place did Mindy end up because of the charity? The middle place. Yay! Listen, you were asking some very very detailed questions. <laughs> Niche questions. So I didn't write the script, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Number four. This one's a free and open answer. What is Michael underneath his suit? Oh my god, he's a fire squid. Yes, correct. <laughs> Number five. Enormous. Yes. Uh, 
Where in Florida was Jason born? Is it A, Miami, B, Jacksonville, or C, Titusville? Jacksonville. Yay, correct. <laughs> you know I'm a Florida girl. I know where my man's is from. I had to I had to ask you that one. <laughs> but you got me tripped up because I was thinking about it made me think about Titusville and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and mm-hmm. Titus being and Titus going to Titusville. Right. That's and how that Titus is a place. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's literally what that made me think of. So I was like trying to come back to the question. <laughs> but you yes. got it. Um I'm gonna give you nine hundred points for that. So, yeah, we've reached the end of our show. Um, I just want everybody to know that that brings my point total up to 3,000, and all of you suckers can kiss my ass because I just feel (laughs) like I did a really good job. So try to beat that, but I bet you won't. And anyways, that's just a Virgo in me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've reached the end of our show. Um, But before we log off, we're going to spin the wheel one more time. Your spin the wheel is anti-advice. Give us the stuff that you wouldn't find in a self-help book. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm so You know, serious. the self-help books never tell you that. They never are like, just do what you want. No, I feel like that would knock half of them off the shelves. Do whatever the hell you want. I feel like sometimes like taking your time with things and making plans is great. But also... If it's something that you really want and enjoy, I really think that it is good for your mental health and your life to do things that you enjoy. And if it's something Mm -hmm. that you enjoy, you should do it. Obviously, like, not if it's harmful to you, but if it's, like, a passion of yours and, like, you like to cook or you like to write or you like to draw or whatever it is, just do it. Like, figure out a way to do it and do it within your means until you can figure out bigger and better ways to do it. Like, when I started doing Marwa's, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, girl. I was just like, look. <laughs> and I had just broken being a vegetarian for like six years. So mm. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to fry some of this fish, but I also haven't had fish in six years. So right. I got to figure out how the hell I'm going to be able to do this without throwing up. Like it, And I mm. just did it. Like I just was like, okay, cool. I just am going to do it because I want to do it. And like mm. if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm going to figure out a better way to achieve it next time and like keep mm. on working. And I think that the most important part is just knowing that with every mistake that you make, there's a learning, there's something to learn, you know? Mm-hmm. So do okay. whatever the hell you want. Thank you. And don't that let anybody, don't let anybody tell you not to do it because you can't do it or that it's not the right time or whatever, because life is short. YOLO. It is. They were right. YOLO. You only live once. So you might as well just do whatever the hell it is that you want to do because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, that's so true. Life is very short. Yeah. Thank you so much for your anti-advice. Um, oh, yeah. I will be following your journey into motivational speaking soon. So. <laughs> A woman of many trades. <laughs> um, but thank you so much again for hanging out and to you listening. Uh, you can contact Safat at Marwas Baltimore. That's M-A-R-W-A-S Baltimore at gmail.com. You can find them on IG at Marwas Baltimore or on the web at Marwas dot squarespace.com and if you're feeling generous you can send them some money at the cash app and venmo links in the description that's all we have for you guys goodbye bye everybody thanks for listening 
That's the end of this episode of The Halftime Show With. The Halftime Show With is a subsidiary of the One and a Half Lesbians podcast. The spin-off is designed, written, and produced by me, Be The Half. Our theme song is a remix maniac spin on the original Price is Right theme song with edits by me. Episodes are edited by Adriana. Our interchangeable logo was illustrated by Vanika Bibra. Special thanks to our production partner, Amina Iro, our guest of the month, and of course, listeners like you. Thank you.